Hey, this is Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and I'm joined by... This is James from Avidkite in the Woods, Old Forest, and yes, even Jail de Boas. Congratulations on your new album, Disclosed. How pleased are you with the finished product? And what has the feedback been like so far from the reviews that have heard the album? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with it. It's uh, probably... Uh, I'm probably most pleased with it out of all the albums since the 2005 album Conspiratus. It's, um, I don't know, I think I just uh, had a good idea of how I wanted it to sound before I did it, which is not necessarily how I normally do things. I normally just start recording and, you know, when you've got like nine songs, that's an album. Uh, but this, this time I really, you know, I, I knew exactly what I wanted to do it about. I knew that I wanted to experiment with the new guitar tuning um, because it suited my vocals more. Uh, yeah, um, I, I'm really pleased with it. There's been, uh, I've, I've only had a very few uh, reviews because it's it's actually not out for another three weeks and then it comes out on CD a month later so reviews are a bit staggered uh there's been i don't i mean, I, th I think i've only seen about four or five reviews um three very positive uh and two which were a bit bizarre mm -hmm. they were kind of like by people who who were saying, well, uh, I got this along with a load of other black metal CDs, and you know, I don't I don't really like the music, but I guess it's okay. Um, you know, I mean, it's, which is uh, well, I mean, I, I always I always thought it'd be fun to review reviews. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. how, how would you review? I mean, you know, I would give a review like that two out of ten i mean if you don't like it why the fuck are you listening to it you know uh it doesn't make any sense to me but um hey i'm happy with it and really that's all that matters <laughs> <laughs> How would you best describe your music to any of our listeners who are currently unfamiliar with your band? It's a long, protracted story. Uh, basically, started off in... It was basically my first thing, my first band that I really concentrated on. So when I was uh, 16, I started, and it was black metal uh, with, with heavy use of keyboards. Um, then it became... Uh, a bit more um, industrial, and then um, and then it became a bit more stoner esque in parts, uh, a bit psychedelic, and I've kind of I've kind of um, done a bit of everything really with it. Uh, the, I mean, it's it started off as an extreme metal band, and that's kind of where I've decided to go with this album. Certainly, I mean, the one the, la the last album was more of a you know. Um, kind of like 70s rock meets new wave of british heavy metal meets extreme metal so i mean this is quite different to the last album i did uh it's um you know it's definitely i, th I think it's probably the heaviest thing i've done so uh and i think it's 
it's it's one of the best I've done. So you know, if you if you listen to one track on YouTube and you don't like it, it's not for you. <laughs> but if you do, you know, you've got you've got about seven albums to check out. So <laughs> you know, I mean, I've been doing it for a very long time. I started off in '95, and then uh, then I had a bit of a break from 2000 to 2003, and then I did two albums with Earache Records. And then I had another break from 2005 to 2013. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's just always been my project, which I've done stuff, which was more maybe me, me um, kind of just learning, you know, it's, it's almost like a kind of uh, a sketchbook kind of project. Um, I mean, I've had, I've had other projects which have been, better received but um this is the most important of all the projects i've done because had i not done the albums with avid guy you wouldn't have you wouldn't have old forest you wouldn't have uh jail to birth you wouldn't have um the bombs of enjoying freedom you wouldn't have uh projects i did called black smoke with uh, jimmy courty who was in the klf and k foundation uh you wouldn't have um, you wouldn't have the last two in the woods albums. What would you say is your favourite track on the album today, and why? The, my favourite track on the album, I think there's, there's I think there's probably two that I would say are my favourite. One's uh, Guardians of the High Frontier, and I think that would appeal to more uh, mainstream metal fans because it's got very little ex- extreme vocals, and it's got it's kind of like Iron Maiden meets. Paradise Lost meets Catatonia.
Resonance, which I, I, I particularly like, it's uh, it, it's just um, very slow, heavy, ambient stuff. Um, it's all it's all melodic, though. I mean, you know, they they do sound similar, but um, some people get put off by the uh, the extreme vocals, and rightly so, because you know, if I hadn't grown up with uh, extreme metal, I would I would think they're bloody awful as well. <laughs> uh, I know what you mean, but I was into metal like just at the end of new wave british heavy metal and right i couldn't you know 1981 82 that's when i started getting into metal i was more into twisted sister motley crew uh more of the sleaze metal bands than the thrash metal mm. and i used to listen to thrash and i couldn't get into it at all and it wasn't until mm. my late 20s that i really started appreciating thrash and that's for black mm. metal and doom metal <laughs> really i've only started and death metal really started appreciating that last five ten years and i love it really this this kind of um extreme metal vocal camp comes from bands playing in shitty venues or shitty rehearsal rooms where you can't hear the vocals so you'd end up screaming you know um and then and then you get the likes of napalm death who kind of took it that little bit further and you know i think lyrically uh, napalm death had a reason to be angry you know mm-hmm. uh because they came from the kind of um hardcore punk scene in a way and um it was kind of and that kind of developed into the americans getting hold of it and kind of doing this and it's you know which i find a bit comical because they completely lost they kind of lost the reason why they were doing extreme vocals yeah if you know what i mean yeah um uh i mean i i i kind of i uh, i think black metal i think they they belong in black metal though i think um and i because that's the kind of scene where i originally started yeah i don't know i kind i kind of got stuck with it but you know anyway that's me going off on a tangent about vocals there you go but i really like it like with your album where it's like a mixture and that's the sort of like metal i really like is where it's the mixture of it you know um yeah i'm really into that obviously the inspiration behind the album is aliens and roswell do you believe mm. we are not alone Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty much a, 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 it's pretty much a certainty. Um, I think. I think the difference is. Um, I, I, I like. I'm in. I'm intrigued by the whole ufology movement because it's. Um, 
it's it's never going to be proven i don't think but at the same time there seems to be a gradual move uh with uh, many governments around the world actually being quite open about their interest in 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 the uh, phenomenon um and i i i i, I don't think however you can, you can necessarily make a link between people seeing um exotic craft and uh uh alien abduction for instance i mean i th- i think that's it might be more psychological than um than, than physical do you know what i mean um uh yeah i i, I find the whole thing interesting it's kind of it, it, it's it's almost verging on the occult in a way uh, a lot of things through history of kind of um uh similarity with the ufo phenomenon um like uh i don't know goblins fairies leprechauns all these kind of things i mean it's basically it's the same phenomenon expressed in the cultural language of the time you know so people like uh, people in the 1800s would see kind of airships before airships existed Mm. uh you know, um, um, in medieval times, it was the magic fairy folk um, who were able to do things that we couldn't comprehend, so we called it magic. Uh, I think because we've become a more technologically minded um, uh, race, uh, species, sorry, um, it's, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's, I've, I, I, heard it, I heard it described as, it, it it's an expression of the human subconscious overmind presenting itself to us as something that we will never quite be able to understand and it will always be two three paces ahead of us so i think you know there's um <clears throat> i think there's a uh, a metaphysical um uh, element to to ufos and 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 as such but um also i think i think it's quite important that you see there's a, a link between the cold war and uh, a rise in um interest in ufology now whether that's because we're seeing things which uh, are not publicly admitted to i.e man-made craft or not i don't know but it seems to go hand in hand with the dawn of the atomic age uh and it kind of died down in the uh, early 90s and we didn't really hear much about ufos because the cold war had disappeared now it's all rearing its head again we're suddenly getting the cia um re- releasing uh, videos and um you know a renewed interest in the whole thing i think the two the two somehow go hand in hand i don't quite know if it's a psyops <laughs> program or, or what but there's, there's something there that links the two well show my age again i love the ronnie reagan soundbite do you believe oh, right, yeah. yeah yeah i love that it just like brought back memories <laughs> do you think then that there could be an actual alien force among us living among us like now even i don't see why not i mean if you if you were if you were an intelligent alien species and you wanted to be uh, shaping the future path of mankind you, you i think you'd have to see that you can't you know um, you can't necessarily do it from you can't do it externally you know um 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's bit, I, I listen to so much stuff on YouTube, interviews and stuff with, you know, um, researchers. And, you know, they, they talk a lot about hybrids over the past 10 years and, you know, how, how, how um, if, some, if there's a species so much in advance of where we are technologically, they can basically manufacture um, uh, genetic, genetically manufacture um, beings which would be human, for want of a better description. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's totally possible. Um, I mean, but then you're kind of getting into the realms of David Icke and uh, mm -hmm. the lizard people and all that. And, uh, you know, you start, you know, I, I didn't want to go too far down that line. I thought, you know, it's interesting enough just to talk about the uh, aliens as being an external threat. You know, when, when, you, when you're saying it's like they could be here and there's a subterfuge about it. I mean, you could be getting along the lines of um, uh, the miniseries V, uh, which, which is great. But... Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a bit too much of a mind fuck for people, I think. So it's, it's best to keep it, <laughs> um, you know, we're here, they're there. You know, it makes yeah. it a bit more understandable. Yeah. Do you plan to take a band out on tour with what you've released? It's, all, it's, it's, there's all, it's always the potential. Um, but the reason, I've, the reason I've not dedicated myself to doing it is, is because it's... it's it, I think it's it's the, the 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 project is too it's too personal, and I would be absolutely mortified if I went on stage and it all went wrong. And I would take it really personally. Whereas something like within the woods, it's a shared responsibility. Um, you know, plus I don't have to go up there with a guitar around my neck, which makes things a bit easier because you can have a beer and enjoy yourself and jump around like a twat. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you can't, if, if you've got to concentrate on the guitar and you're really worried, oh, this has got to be the, you know, like almost like album um, style performance. Um, it's a lot of pressure. Uh, so that's always been the one thing that stopped me from doing it I'm, i mean it's 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 to my detriment because had i done that you know a long time ago i mean the project would, would the, well, the band would be a lot bigger but um you know the, i think it's the not playing live and the um long breaks have have uh, not done me any good but you know i mean i i'm i'm doing it for myself and anyone who's interested uh i mean i'd like to you know but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. In the Woods, Seize the Day is a fabulous album. How pleased were you with that album? And to be honest with you, I think it's one of my favourite albums ever. And as, oh, I, as, oh, I've said, as I've said, I've been into metal for a long time. But I do, I really, mm. really love it. How pleased were you with the response to Seize the Day? And again, what was your favourite track on the album? Oh, it's a tough choice. I, I, it's got to be between Empty Streets and Respect My Solitude. Uh, definitely, it's one of those. I'm not, not quite sure which, actually. Uh, they're both quite different songs. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with it. Uh, um, I, I'm, what, you, what, what you do see from... I mean, what, what, I've, what I've seen is that people are more willing to accept um, something if they know the name or because it's like a brand that's been imprinted on the on their subconscious oh this is a band from back then blah 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 they 
were well received back then blah 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 and and it, it does it does you good to to have something like that behind you it, but um you know if you if you weren't from norway in the 90s and you were doing kind of extreme metal you were or black metal you were largely ignored um so i mean they they were definitely there's definitely an element of them being in the right place at the right time doing the right thing but that aside they were they were always one of the more interesting of the norwegian bands for me and that's why i was a big fan of them um so you know it was it was great to kind of be key part of resurrecting that band are you going to go out on tour with them over in norway and do you actually speak norwegian no, I don't speak Norwegian. <laughs> I can only I can, I can barely speak English. Yeah, same here. <laughs> um, it's um, no, I think we, we've got a gig coming up in March in uh, their hometown, and then we've got um, uh, we're playing that Metal Days Festival. Oh yeah, uh, we we might do some gigs in Italy around the same time, and then we've got a uh, it's not well, it's not it's not been announced yet, but we've got like a a, t- a ten date european tour coming up later in the year which will be fun (laughs) in norway is the beer really that expensive fuck yeah i mean if yeah okay it's 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 if you're in a bar in in christian sand um you know you're looking at 657 pound a pint wow yeah and if, yeah, I mean, and and well, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm from the south of England, and we are you, are you from like where are you in the Midlands? Was, no, everyone says that. I live up just outside. Oh, of fucking Castle, hell! But um, two pound fifty a pint. It is, mate. Yeah, it's cheap up here. But yeah. I'm originally from Devon, but my accent's a bit all over the fucking place. Right, right. It's two pound fifty in Newcastle. You come down here, it's like you're looking at like up almost up to four pound fifty you go mm. to you, you go to norway it's like seven pounds wow. uh, but if you're in Os, if you're in oslo airport and you sit down and you want a beer it's ten pounds a oh, beer that's not worth so, it is it uh, it's just not worth it no no exactly <laughs> that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah
So can you tell me which are your two favourites of all time and what have they meant to you? Oh God, that's a hard one. Oh, it's really hard. Hmm. Well, as, as we're talking metal, um, I would say the two albums that have uh, ha really had an impact on me um, are Seventh Son of a Seventh Son by Iron Maiden. Uh, I thought that was their most interesting because it was the most, um, you know, they had a formula up until that point and it worked and it worked and it worked. And then I think, I think uh, Adrian Smith just said, look, I want to do something a little bit different. And okay, it's not massively different. It still has the radio single on there. Can I play with madness? But you know, the, the introduction of keyboards and, um, yeah, I, I, you know, it was only a minor thing, but you know, it really made it interesting. Um, and and I think I think it, it had an impact on the next album, which would be um, Emperor in the Nightside Eclipse, which I think's well. I mean, I don't really like anything they did after it. You know, not not to be like true or anything, but um, I with Emperor, I really like the 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 seven inch the mini album, and then in the Nightside Eclipse, and that that was the album that. I thought, wow, this is this is the music for me. I mean, I, I up until that point, I'd been listening to a bit of death metal, uh, yeah, Carcass, Bolt Thrower, uh, and then in the Nightside Eclipse came along, and I just thought, wow, this is this is on a different on a different level, you know, musically. This is, I mean, so it's in the realms of well, relatively, uh, it's in the realms of class classical music, um, you know, great melody. Great ambience, great atmosphere, uh, not so great production, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think the 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 um, intent behind it transcends the terrible production of the album. Uh, I don't think they ever bettered it. Uh, certainly, yeah, I mean it's definitely the best they ever did. Can you tell me why we should buy Disclose? Because you want to give me your money, uh, yeah. I mean, well, you, I mean, you can. Nobody buys albums anymore. I mean, uh, you know, you get you get kind of dismayed. People not buying CDs, and then you think, yeah, but when was the last time you bought one? I mean, I think, to be honest, <laughs> I'm talking everyone out. I'm talking everyone out of uh, buying it now. But um, I think the last album I bought was probably 2003. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, I, I think, you know, if you want, if you, if you would like to, you know, support what I'm doing, you know, check out a track on YouTube, if you like it, great. If, if, if you, uh, if you want to, if you want to support what I'm doing, um, I mean, the money just goes straight back into kind of repaying what I've had to fork out for, um, the mix and master. So, uh, yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's, it's going to be a bit different to what you're used to. Maybe, no matter what you listen to. If you listen to black metal, it's not black metal. If you listen to Catatonia and Paradise Lost, New Paradise Lost, it's a little bit like that, but it's not that. Uh, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's somewhere somewhere in between with a, with a bit of Hawkwind thrown in, you know. So. Yeah, I can see you're a big, big Paradise Lost fan. I've, for me, I've always been stuck on Draconian Times. I just can't get past yeah, it. See, See for me, I, I, I saw them. I saw them on tour when they were touring Icon, and um, up until that point, I was a big fan of uh, Gothic, uh -huh. uh, and then subsequently the first album, which I bought on tape direct from Peaceville. Uh, uh, the Shades of God album, I wasn't too big on. Uh -huh. uh, I thought it was. I thought it was 
kind of a kind of a transitional album. Um, I thought Icon was fantastic. Um, it, it really, that's the album that made Draconian Times as big as it was. Was Icon? I mean, Icon is just you know it's still one of those albums that I'll listen to again and again and again and again because it's just got so much in it. The production, I mean, I think it's great. I don't, you know, I, I know. I know uh, people like things really polished up these days, but I mean that was uh, at the time that was a really polished, solid, fantastic album with great melody. Great, um, it's got everything. I mean the vocals, uh, you know, they're not the most tuneful, but um, I think it was it was definitely a step in the right direction away from the death metal beginnings they had. Yeah. I'm still. I still play Draconian Times at least two or three times a month. I, st- I still play. Right. It. I love it. I don't know why. Yeah. It's just something about it. It's just amazing. Well, I mean, it's it's it, yeah. It's a follow-on from Icon. It's not that. It's not too different. It's just I. I think Icon was. You know. I mean. There. There. I mean. The thing is, when I'm talking about these albums, I mean, they're. It. The age we are when we hear the music we like generally seems it, it seems to stick with you for the rest of your life mm. so it might well be that they did a better album after that but that's not my favorite album exactly. you know yeah yeah i'm the same okay then so i've just got a five question quick fire round festival or small intimate gig do you know what i hate seeing live music <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i if i had to choose it i don't know you know, I'm the kind of person I, I could go to a festival for a day and really enjoy myself, but I want to go home in the morning. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I no, I don't, I, I don't really like small gigs to be honest. I think for me, it's it's changed. I mean, I used to love going to festivals, I used to love going to small gigs, but nowadays you just get idiots, pissed idiots, just there to get pissed, or people with their fucking phones, and it just winds me up. I just get so annoyed. It's like, why are you standing there fucking videoing the gig? You're, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I go yeah, now. They're missing. Then. Yeah, In terms of extreme metal, it's got to be Europe. Yeah, I think I'm just... And I mean, Scandinavian, definitely. Absolutely. It's, it's got the melancholy there, you know. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I mean, the Swedish metal scene is just insane. It's just... Yeah, I mean... I, mean <laughs> I, 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 never, I never really got into uh, American death metal. It's just like, what's this? You know, it's just, it's just like a... It's, just really you know it doesn't have the depth it doesn't have the melody that uh, the european swedish norwegian bands did uh even even bands like paradise lost and i think it comes from coming from really miserable places yeah, <laughs> that's paradise lost yeah isn't it? exactly there you go <laughs> Jeez, yeah okay uh black pudding or beer oh beer definitely trees are may or et oh god there's not much difference is there <laughs> I'd say I'll go for ET. Do you have any final words for our listeners and your fans? Yeah, um, uh, please just go onto YouTube, check out check out one or two of the tracks from Disclose, and uh, if you like it, come and leave a message on the Facebook page because basically that's where people live. And uh, yeah, uh, 
buy the album if you still buy albums. Hi, this, Hi, is, this is James, James from, from Avid Kite, and, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to The Metal, Metal Gods, Gods Meltdown. Meltdown.
I occasionally think that we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Our differences worldwide would vanish. And yet I ask you, it's not an alien force.